Hello people, welcome to the community of the Growth Mindset Podcast. Guys, if you are a first time listener, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening from so that you don't miss on more interesting episodes coming up in following weeks. And for our daily listeners, here we are again with a new episode where we will interview another interesting personality from a unique industry and understand how they were able to accomplish this great level of success. Remember, this is a podcast where we learn easy, practical methods and tips that we can implement in our daily lives from the very best and the most successful people known today. Because as we all know, success leaves clues. And we, the people having the growth mindset, will use these clues to create a better, more fulfilling and a successful life. So, let the growth begin. Thank you so much for uh, taking your time out and uh, joining us on the Growth Mindset Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. Likewise. It's an honor, it's an honor to be in your podcast. Awesome. Uh, so Hector, you are, are the author of one of the best New York Times bestselling book, Ikigai, right? Uh, now, I want to first thing start off with uh, basically what is an Ikigai for people who might not have heard about it so that people can understand. So Ikigai is a Japanese word which means uh, it's composed by several Japanese characters and the main ones mean uh, life. And guy means uh, what is worthwhile. So mm. if you put it together, it's like a life that is worthwhile living. And mm. um, you can see it, it's a way to say the purpose of life. But you have a, when you say a, the purpose of life or a meaning that, a, a life that has meaning, you need a full sentence to say it. So Ikigai just for me as an engineer, it's a condensed version of saying the meaning of life so it's very useful to use as a word you can tell your friends or someone like what's your ikigai it's very easy to use and that's why i think it resonates with so many people yeah that's amazing and you know after your book i think a lot of people have actually started using that and asking what is your ikigai right which basically means yes. a life worth living now, obviously, in your book, you talk a lot about purpose, right? Uh, and finding your purpose, finding your ikigai. So how can people, do you have any practical tips that can help people find their purpose, find their calling? So there are many, many ways. And I think each mm -hmm. person is different. But I'm going to, like, you can use many techniques. It's like anyone mm -hmm. you can, even you, you will have, like, depending on the personality, some will work, some will not. But I think one that works for, I think, everyone is like you have to be more aware of yourself of mm. what you sometimes we are doing things for years and years and we're just doing them because i don't know we we, <laughs> we don't even question it it's because like maybe we started a job and after that something happened and happened and then we're doing something and maybe you should start being more aware and question it and a very good way to do it, very practical way, is you write down a very simple diary every day. In a, it can be just a piece of paper. Yeah. You write down the the best top three things that happened to you that day. You do it at night. You put a mm. piece of like a post-it. Best things of the day. One, two, three. And then you write also the worst things of the day. One, two, three. Mm. 
is very simple. You, you don't need, you, you can even write one, it will not take you more than one minute. Usually, Correct. You can even write one, one line. Exactly. Like I love having coffee with my friends. I love working on this project with uh, these partners. I love doing, I don't know, whatever you like doing. Hmm. Um, then the ones you didn't like, I hated having this meeting with this client. <laughs> I hate this person. Or I don't like doing this because it's very boring. Correct. Um, I hate it. Hmm. So that's an example. For you, it might be different. And you write this every day for 15 days. And then you will find some, probably you already suspect what you don't like, but sometimes you will find some patterns that mm. repeat every day. And then the next step, which is the hardest, is like once you realize by writing it down, is to stop. Of course, it's very difficult to stop everything, like all the sure. things that you don't like. You have to keep doing things. So, so there's some struggle, but you can start making some decisions. When mm. the next time they, this client that you don't like calls, then you don't take the call. <laughs> or if you don't like certain people at your job, you can start choosing to move to a different department. Correct. Like there are many different ways that you can, by being aware of what you don't like, yeah. you can start making choices. True, true. I think this is one of the ways to to start aligning with, because maybe you can start doing this even without knowing your guy. You will start aligning yourself more with what you like. Correct. And it's like polishing. I see everything as polishing your soul. Like you start mm. polishing until your ikigai comes up. Nice. Awesome. You know, that is exactly one of the things that basically I also do. Every single day I write out a journal. And at the end of the day, I have a question which says three amazing things that happened today. Oh, wow. So you're already doing it. Yeah, I, I didn't know this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I totally believe I've been doing this for over two years now, wherein I write uh -huh. uh, as soon as I write in three questions where I start the day, you know, the first thing, things, uh, first three uh, yes. things. And uh -huh. then by the end of the day, before I'm sleeping, I just write down you know, three amazing okay, things so that have happened. It, you do it in the morning and at night. Yes. yes. That's, uh, that's the more, a little bit more complicated. That also works. Yeah. So I, I and then pretty and as you said, right, uh, becoming self-aware is, is a key to basically understand first yourself. Right. Once we understand ourselves, is when we'll be able to change it. Otherwise, we we have no idea what to change in the first place. Correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. It's awesome. Like, I want to change my life, but you don't know how. Like, <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> and for your book, Hector, you chose a, a specific culture. You chose Japanese, mm -hmm. right? For for yes. Ikiga, you gave a lot of examples for that. So, any specific reason why Japanese in specific? I think because I live here. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the only that that might be the reason. If I lived in India, maybe I have chosen. Now I'm learning many things about Indian culture, uh -huh. uh, and I'm realizing there are many things in your culture, in your religions, that are really very aligned with purpose and yep. finding purpose. Yep. Which is different way to. So maybe if I lived in India for 15 years, like I've been 15 years now in Japan. Uh -huh. I have written a book about Ikigai in Indian language in, about India. Wow. It's, it's <laughs> really weird how it is. But I think it's because I was here, it's the culture that I understand the most. And this, the word Ikigai, I felt it should be not only for Japanese people, it should Correct. be for everyone to be learned in the world. 
I was already always very interested in Okinawan people who are the longest living people in the world. Correct. And I mixed everything together. Nice. So that's how the book came. Yeah, and then it just blew the minds of people which people were could actually relate to. And that word, Ikigai, had a huge impact all over the world. Uh, and during this time, right, uh, Hector, this time of COVID, people are more prone to he- mental health challenges and finding happiness is, and peace is, is quite a task for people, right? So what can people do to manage their time better during this situation? Mm. I want advice from you. I don't know. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very confused. So I'm trying to, because at the beginning, I think also now almost yeah, six months here in Tokyo is not easy. We've been at home for six months now. And I noticed in myself that at the beginning I was very disciplined. And now my dis- my discipline is changing because everyone can do, we can have now Zoom calls all day long. True. And it's becoming a problem because it changes my, I have to change my, it breaks my, it's, it's becoming like 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. So it's very challenging. Uh, I would say for me, I try to protect some time to, to have like, space for myself especially in the morning Hmm. so i have like no meetings no internet like for the first two three hours and i use that time for like to get certain Uh, things done that i believe correct are the most important ones for me Hmm. so i would say just block block your time for yourself and even have time for because now it depends on the person to like have time for to to do nothing Maybe you are a person that you are already doing nothing, so that's not good. But if mm. you are a person that you are feeling overwhelmed with all you are doing all day, like block time to okay, these three hours I'm going to do nothing, mm. and then you might get bored. You start reading a book, Correct. which is a good thing. Because yeah. I realized that now I'm reading, I, I'm like I'm doing, 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 and then at the end of the day, I didn't have energy. I don't even have energy for reading. Correct. So, Blocking time, that's my technique now. Mm. I'm trying to do walks in safe areas. I'm going to guard like green areas in Tokyo mm. with the bus mm-hmm. and to get some refreshment. Okay. So at least so going how, out once about, in a while. How, yes. How about you? What, what are you doing? So in my case, it's, it's as yes. you said, right? Uh, so in, in my reference as well, what normally I do is as soon as I wake up, uh, first two hours, I don't touch my phone at all. But the first two hours, I also want, you know, had to have a control of my life to understand that, yes, this is what, you know, the, the things around me, I want to make sure that the things that I can control, I control of those. So I, I sit and meditate for like 10, 15 minutes. First, as mm-hmm. soon as I wake up, then I have a, a, a glass of hot water. I take my journal out. I start writing out things like, what am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. What would I like to do today? Three, three top important things and daily affirmations. So once I do that, that normally takes like half an hour or good 45 minutes. And then I just sit. I just sit and do nothing, literally nothing for the next 30 minutes. I just sit on my bed and do nothing. And automatically I start thinking of my podcast, of the new guests that I'm interviewing, what questions I'm going to ask. So this is like a more creative side that automatically flows in. That's interesting. So that's not meditation. That's just do nothing <laughs> and see what happens. Exactly. And that, I do that looking through the window. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) There's another weird thing that I do, which people, I don't know if they may like or not, but uh, at the middle of the night around, you know, uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock, 
I basically turn off the lights, go in front of my mirror and I just start talking, just start talking. And what mm-hmm. normally happens is at that time, you know, sometimes some really important things that, you know, fear, some, some of the fears that basically I have automatically start popping up. And then I realize oh. after some time, okay, so these are some things that I was unaware that I was talking to my, talking to myself, like the unconscious brain, which was giving me these commands. And then morning when I understand, okay, these are the things that were said, I try to rectify those so that that has helped me grow tremendously of the patterns, the unconscious patterns that I had. Before. So do, do you record that? Yeah, I, I record that. Oh, well, I record that. That must be scary, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it doesn't go that way. <laughs> okay, I don't want to know. It, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't go that way, but it's well, more to do with, you know, how can I improve? What can I do to yes. make my life better? Asking empowering questions rather than disempowering questions. That's interesting. I think I do that. Do you have you ever done like this? The morning pages, like the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up, you write down whatever yes. is in your subconscious. Yes, so yes. I do, I do free flow. That oh. I don't lately. I don't do it every day, but I do it when I feel very overwhelmed. Hmm. I, I start okay. writing just, but. Even before what you said, even before like the glass of water, like just try that. Ah, okay. You know, that moment when you wake up that your subconscious is crazy. True. True. So that <laughs> researchers say that, right? Maybe, that... maybe I should try to talk about well, like, talking to the mirror. He sounds <laughs> so. Where, where did you lead, learn that one? Is this did you patent that one? No, what normally happened was I was just, I was, I, I have a hap- normally I'm, I'm a nocturnal. Okay, so even in India, I'm in India, uh-huh. I just woke up. It's, it's, it's 4 30 p.m. right now, but I woke uh-huh. up at around 3 p.m. So normally I sleep at 9 a.m. in the morning and uh-huh. then sleep till 3 3 p.m so that that's that's the timing i sleep and basically the entire night i'm awake and i'm working my like editing podcast and working on my podcast and building this what normally happens is around three or four i get some time when i'm free i just turn off and just just start to think as to what extra i Mm -hmm. can do something better that Mm -hmm. i could do and i realized i was talking to myself asking questions Mm -hmm. that's when i decided okay instead of just talking to myself let me just go in front of the mirror and just ask the question looking at myself in the mirror saying Okay, Shad, what do you want to do next? What do you want to accomplish? What What is stopping mm-hmm. you right now? What can you do to make sure, you know, you can do something better? And I just record that. I just keep talking. I don't, no. I'm not, I'm not consciously asking questions, but I just keep, let it come out. Like how you write free flow. I just let it come yes. out from my mouth. Let it, let it just come out and let it just mm-hmm. record. And the next day when I listen to it, I have a lot of good stuff that, you know, I can answer mm-hmm. because I may not, I was not even aware of those things. So that is something that's an exercise that basically I do to understand what is happening in my unconscious no. and change it for the better. Oh. That's amazing. <laughs> I like it. Maybe I have to try it. Yeah. Another give it one a... came to my, what I, what I want. Another idea that came to my mind but for, for listeners is like many times we are very good at giving advice to our friends. Mm. Sometimes like when a friend is having a problem, they tell it to us. And then we please, and when they tell it to us, it's very obvious. You should do this. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I treat myself like my friends. Mm. Like I'm thinking something and there is no solution. It seems like you are, you are saying, you are asking yourself. Exactly. And then I tell myself, like, I'm a friend. This is what you have to do. True. Yeah. You're very right. Right. How we give suggestions. Yeah. How we are, we are good at giving suggestions to people, but. When it comes to ourselves, we kind of, you know, fall back and we have no idea at times. That's very, that's very well put, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Now, uh, it's been close to four years, right? 
uh, Hector, that you've uh, launched your book, you published your book. It was in April twenty uh, sixteen, yes. right? Yes, more than four years now. Yeah, exactly, four years, more than four years now. So, if you had the opportunity to add another chapter in that book, Ikigai, so what would that chapter be? Something that you've learned over these four no, years? Nothing. I know the book. The book doesn't change. Interesting. It's something. As a writer, I'm learning a book. It's something. So we we have written a second part, which is called the Ikigai Journey. Okay. And it's a book. So you you already not if you are into self help and everything. In our book, we don't really we throw many questions, but there are many questions that are not answered. Yes. And you get a feeling, and that might be. I was very. That might be a criticism to the book, and I'm very aware of that. But that's mm. if we give all the answers, the book would have been this long. True. And then this is not the same. It's Correct. The book Ikigai, I think, is very magical because it's it just activates your heart and your your journey to to start your search for your Ikigai. And yeah. you are giving we're giving you some hints on how to find it, but we are not telling you how. Correct. And then we have a second book called the the Ikigai Journey, which is thirty five exercises, hmm. which give you ideas. But this book is not that successful. You see, uh-huh. even even Correct. we are telling you how to find your Ikigai, people don't really care. Exactly. People what they they like is the first one. So I would not touch the Ikigai book. It's just interesting. It's just like it, and also a book is like is not. I think books are not perfect. No, no book is perfect, but they put something about the humans that wrote it and the society, mm. how it was when it was written. Correct. And I think it will tell people many things about the like the mindset of. I think it's resonated with the mindset now in the world. Mm. So that that's why I wouldn't change it or add things. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And in your book, you also talk about uh, the happiness of always being busy, right? Yes. So would you like to shed some light on what exactly does that mean and how how can we do that? So that means I think in English there is the, the word busy. I don't like it because I like being I think bored being bored. It's also a good thing, like what you do, like you sit and do nothing. Correct. But being busy in a way that you know that you have something meaningful to do every day. Hmm. So that that's the meaning of being busy in a good way. Hmm. So you you don't wake up in the morning and have nothing meaningful to do in all day. Then it's it's very dangerous. You will be feel not motivated and even depressed. If True. You're going through through your weeks, I have nothing to do, and that happens to. I think we are young, so we are okay. But that happens to many people when they retire. You've been working. You retire. You're sixty. You've been working all all your life in a certain job, and then you stop to doing it, and then the next days, like or weeks or months, it's like, okay, now what do I do? Correct. You are not you are not busy. So that that's the meaning of not being busy. Hmm. While if you are ready for your retirement, you have a very very strong hobby or something that you love doing, and you will be busy with those things that you love doing. Yep. All right. And uh, in your book, you also talk about uh, 
Morita therapy and logotherapy, right? So uh, what are these and how can people you know, work on these therapies? Can they work it on themselves? Can they use it for themselves or will somebody else have to use this? How so can these that? are two totally, it's, it's both have the word therapy, but it's totally unrelated both. Mm -hmm. Morita therapy, it's maybe, it's a very strange, but I would not very popular is practiced in Japan. In fact, okay. I've met people, I've never done it, but I've met people who have done it. And you have to, they basically put you in a room without any contact with, a, it's a very small room where you have to stay for 10 days inside the room and do okay. nothing. Wow. So you, you cannot read, you cannot talk, you can, you're just there. So you, you are forced to be with your thoughts. Hmm. And then there's a second phase is like to do activities in a forest, like cutting wood. And then you have a, a mentor who is telling you how to meditate. That's the second phase. But the first phase is like you have to, it's very hard. Hmm. But you can get some ideas on how to, you can do a little bit of Morita therapy, not like 10 days, but you can, you can try <laughs> for, you can try for two, three hours. These days is, you will be amazed. It's not easy. True. To be three hours without do nothing. And logotherapy, it's a much more like, I guess, worldwide known. In fact, I would say that Ikigai philosophy that we have developed, it's a reborn, it's a, it's a logotherapy reborn. Mm. Logotherapy is what was developed from Viktor Frankl books. It's basically yes. existentialism applied. We have many beliefs around the world, right? Yep. And we might agree or not. Like each person has their own worldview. For example, I learned that in India, you, most of the people believe in like many lives. I go to another country and they believe something totally different. I, and I learned to be, like, I'm okay with all of those. Correct. And that's okay. And I, I become like very, I don't know. For myself, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but what there is something I'm really sure is that we are we are all in this. You can believe in many lives or one life or an afterlife. It doesn't matter. But the, what is really really true, and we are like 99% like for true, is that you and me are talking now, right? True. And we have this. Uh, you have a life, and I have a life. Uh, we have, we were born a certain time, uh, we will die a certain time. And what's after or before that, we don't know. Exactly. And you can, or, or maybe you know, you believe in something and True. maybe there is, maybe there is. But we all agree that we have this, this one. Yeah. And existentialism is a philosophy or, and logotherapy is like to make, we would rather make the best life that we can with this time that we have here in planet earth mm. and i think that's very that's universal i think no one can disagree with that or almost no one maybe there is someone who is True. Like, <laughs> so i think that's the beauty of it and that's also the philosophy of ikigai it's like mm. you would rather it's better to have like you if you waste 20 years of your life doing something that you don't care correct that you will might you might regret it we better 
we live with purpose every single day of of, of our life. Exactly. Which is very difficult. I realize it's more. I think it's more important to live with purpose than happiness because happiness mm. is a very is very difficult to. Purpose is also very difficult to define, but I think it's easier to define than happiness mm. because you can have lots of purpose and have like bad days. Yeah, that's also the reality of life. True, there will be bad days and good days. As long as we were like, okay, I was doing things towards my purpose. It was a bad day. Okay, exactly. We, you can you can bear with it. True. But at least purpose stays yeah. constant, right? Like if you're working on your purpose, you know, yes. be it good days or bad days, you're still doing it. You're doing it. But happiness, you may be happy one day, you may not be happy the other day. Yes. Right. Okay. Correct. Cool. Now I have a question. Like, how how can people get away from instant gratification, you know, and come in the state of flow, which basically you talk a lot about in your book, right? And saying this is one of the important reasons of why people feel truly satisfied. I do. I think. It's okay to 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 do some things to get instant instant gratification. It's one of the joys of being a human, right? I think it helps to have like some pleasures in life, but with moderation. You have to think a little bit of how you are changing yourself to become what you will be from ten years from now. Yeah. And that's very difficult to visualize because we humans are only thinking about what I will have today for dinner? Uh, will I have lots of money tomorrow? True. And like thinking 10 years from now, it's very, yeah, recognize it's very, it's very hard. But I've been learning by, there are certain things that I've been doing for more than 10 years. In my case, it's writing. And people think, oh, it's very nice. If you're a writer, that's amazing. But I'm having doubts every every day. I see I sit down to write, and the words that I'm writing, I don't know if they will ever be published. Even if you are a popular author, it doesn't mean they will sign the contract for you. And I don't know even if I get published, it will probably be published two or three years from now. Correct. Publishing. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and then. It might be successful or not. There might be readers that they might hate the book. So I'm thinking, I'm having all exactly. this. And then I'm thinking, why I'm writing this is like, no, <laughs> we, no one will care maybe until True. three, four years from now. Maybe I can just go and enjoy my day and do, and not write. These are my, I, I have these thoughts too. But what I tell, if I don't write, I also have some, I also think of like, I'm improving while I'm doing it. Mm. So instead of focusing on the outputs or, or the gratification, focus on what, okay, this is like, I'm training myself. Mm. So maybe if you are into, it depends on, but you can apply this to any discipline. Exactly. Even if you like, it's like doing going to the gym and doing exercise. So I'm I'm training my writing muscle, or do it might be like you are doing a podcast. Like you are becoming better at interviewing. Every podcast you do, you True. become better. You become better. You become better. And maybe exactly. when you do one thousand podcasts, you will be like level level twenty one. Exactly. Like, True. And that's one technique to see it. Like you're improving yourself, and hmm. you don't need 
instant gratification. Another one is you can trick yourself and you give you yourself a price after what you're doing. So after, let's say you have to do, you want to become a, a professional dancer. Okay. So you go, you do your, you go to classes three times per week, but you want to become professional. So you, you have to practice two, three hours per day. Yes. So, and you're at home and you don't feel like doing it. So True. you put it like, I don't know, your most favorite ice cream. You can only eat it after three hours of practice. Uh, then, then it becomes a motivation and you get the gratification at the end. Exactly. That's a very well put second suggestion where, you know, you actually are expecting the prize and then you're willing to work for it. And then when you win, you also get the prize, right? That's a very good uh, trait to actually do it. And I love the first, uh, your first suggestion that you gave where you were even very honest about, you know, if you being a writer and even you being that successful written of, you know, New York Times bestselling book and still having those thoughts, right? What if, you know, people would not read it? What if this gets published or not? And, but fighting this self-doubt or these things is, is a task, right? But realizing that, you know, or, or reframing the sentence to saying, okay, at least this is helping me become a better person. I'm focusing on myself and this mm-hmm. is helping me puts you in a different shoes and then you actually take actions every single day. And, and what, what I've seen, you know, is basically the pattern that what you also have is you're not focusing on the output. You're focusing on the process saying, okay, if I'm doing something that is going to help me, if I get the result or not, but at least I'm being consistent in my efforts, which actually boosts your confidence and you're more disciplined in writing those things down. Mm, yes, exactly. The process. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Now I have a, <laughs> awesome. very also very, it's also very Japanese. <laughs> True. Also do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. They value more the effort than what. Correct. Yeah. You, you say that I, I've seen that in the book. Yes, uh, and in your book you also talk about uh, diet, right? The importance of diet and how how Japanese eat foods like five different foods a day. Uh, that their, their uh, food is more di- uh, balanced when it comes to calories, like around sixteen hundred calories. So, I want to ask from you now. What according to you? should be a diet for people that can help them lead a fulfilling and a healthy long life, right? The reason why I'm asking this is because a lot of people are also afraid of, you know, old age. They say, you know, people go weak. So I've heard a lot of my friends saying, you know, I would rather die young rather than dying, you know, of yes, old age. That, that's also true. Like, but if you are very healthy, then you, why not? Exactly. You have to, that's why you have to start thinking about when you there's a certain point that you will realize maybe when you are young you put lots of mental effort in like oh i need lots of money but then there is a certain age that you have to start thinking more about how healthy you are it will Mm. it will determine the quality of the of your time much more than money exactly so it doesn't matter how much money you are if you're feeling bad it doesn't matter so yeah, your friends are right. And one of the key things, I think diet, diet, long term, I think both are important. Moving your body and the diet. Hmm. And diet, I would say that the main one is like, if you are not obese, you're already in the 99% most healthy people in the world. Hmm. Which is becoming a huge problem. True. And for that, it's just, is the stupid? It sounds very stupid, but in Ikigai we put like the eighty percent rule, which is the Japanese 
Harahachibu, it says, that when you're, you're full 80%, you should stop eating. So you mm. never eat. And this is very difficult at the beginning because I don't know about you, but in Spain, where I'm from, it's like you eat 100% and, <laughs> then, and then you ask for a dessert and it's 120 and then you're feeling like, oh, I'm dying, but I will the next day you do it again. Correct. And when you are 20 years old, that's fun. When you're 30, if you keep doing that when you're yeah. 40, then... I see some of Correct. my friends in Spain are becoming, and I'm in Japan and I think I'm too skinny, but <laughs> it's, I think it's a, yeah, that's the number one rule because mm. then you can go into many different types of diets, like you movements can't... on the internet. Like I am this type, I am, the, yeah. and I'm, I don't like that. I'm, and I've tried many of those. And mm -hmm. There's certain types of diet that works, but I think you should try to and see what works better with your body and your mm. and because everyone is different the way you and then number one advice is like don't don't get fat yeah <laughs> it sounds very simple but true and then if you want to go more into it then you you can start researching different diets that these days that many i think in india you have also many different like you have like vegetarian yes people who don't and then you can choose and that works with your body and it, it, that's how it works with you. Then that's yeah. okay. One that I think is very good that is also very, you can try with any diet is fast, just fasting. Yeah, exactly. You do like 24 hours. True. I do 48 hours, like once wow. every two, three months. I do 48. Wow. And that helps my, I think it helps my metabolism to say, okay. Exactly. No, it's a very, uh, you know, what, what I love the most, a very simple and something that even I personally follow is the tip that you gave the first one, following the 80% rule, wherein you, you stop yourself when you feel you're 80% satisfied or your stomach is full. You don't fill your stomach 100% because fill 100% of your stomach, you basically realize that, okay, man, I can't do anything right now. I need to sleep. Yes. <laughs> I have a desert. I can't go to the office. I'm like, yes, I've literally really seen this. Exactly. Yes, that's, that's the feeling. Right? Yes. You feel more, you feel like you've done and you just want to relax now. Like a dog. Like, <laughs> uh, uh. Exactly. Exactly. Like a dog. And that's why even I, when, when I'm also eating, I try to keep it at 70%. I don't even go to 80%. I'm like, okay, 70, 75% when I feel like my stomach is full. I'm like, okay, that's good. And I just get up and go for a walk for like five minutes to make sure that, you know, you have some free space within your stomach so that you're at least active for the rest of the time. Yes, right? yes, yes. And intermediate fasting, that's yeah. awesome as well. Uh, I know that, you know, we're coming to uh, the end of the interview, Hector. So the question that I have for you, Hector, is you understand the importance of having the growth mindset, right? Yes. Wherein you are more prone to or, you know, you're, you're, you're looking to learn, you're looking to grow by looking at things around you. Uh, what is your trait? How do you develop the growth mindset? Or if you could give some suggestion that can help people come into the growth mind uh, mindset what would that be i would say let i think for me it's let your curiosity drive you mm. so sometimes i think we are when we are kids we all like we are not fearful to try things yeah if we like something we're like okay there is a soccer ball we start hitting the soccer ball 
if we open a computer, we start touching everything. Correct. When when you be, when we become adults, like we we are still we have this curiosity. I want to try this, but mm. you are thinking, what if in your mind, like what if something bad happened? You mm. you've seen this in like when we are trying to teach our parents how to use a computer. It's like yeah. you have to click here, and you're fearful. Like what happens if I click? True. Here? And I'm starting to become like this. It's like there's a new software. Ah, no, I don't want to. This is too much. Or like you want to try something and you're scared. So Correct. I would say the number one trick is not to be scared to follow your curiosity. Mm. And this is something that drives me sometimes too much when I go into, I call it a rabbit hole. When there is something, <laughs> there is something that interests me, I can go into rabbit hole for days where I, I cannot just stop reading books about something new and like trying to learn about something new. Yeah. So sometimes I think, yeah, that's my main, let your curiosity drive you. Hmm. All right. And uh, this is the last question that I ask almost all the guests on my podcast, right? For this, you'll have to uh, uh, imagine, okay? Let's imagine uh, 30 years, 40 years from now, you've done an amazing work. You've written more books that has helped millions of people around the world. You have inspired people to follow their dreams and passions. You've led a successful and a fulfilling life, right? Now, as you said, you no, know, we all have a, a day that we all pass and, you know, we die and we are on the deathbed. And uh, you can give only two advices to your kids, only two advice to lead a happy and a fulfilling life. What would those be? <laughs> I know that's a tough one. <laughs> One, one thing I think one very important thing to realize is that we have these beliefs maybe when we are younger than like when we see something like successful or something like they have something special. Yeah. I don't think there is there might there might have some traits that make them more prone to be able to do the things that they do, but the, the what we have to realize is that as humans we are all more or less. We're mm. very more or less the same, and Correct. the only the only thing stopping us from doing things is like our will to do them. Exactly. And so go out into the world and do those things that you want to do. That will be the one advice. Okay, awesome. And the other one would be like just enjoy life. Two, <laughs> two, and don't worry too much about the rest. <laughs> awesome awesome perfect thank you so much Hector you know for taking your time out and you know joining us on the growth mindset podcast uh, you know thank it has you. been an honor to host you and talk to you personally likewise thank you this brings us to the end of this episode and hope you at least had one takeaway from this interview if you have any questions or want to talk to me personally you can find me at www.silavatirshad.com See you soon.